Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. One of the things that is very important to be taught in teacher education programs, of course, is not just education law, but education policy and what to do in particular situations where a student is either suspected of breaking the law within the school grounds or within a classroom setting and then what to do as a result of all of that. And this is one of, of course, one of the major reasons why um, resource officers are available within most school settings, although not in California because it's been outlawed, which again now by default means that every school in California is now more violent than it needs to be and less safe. School environments are supposed to be the most safe environments that exist. Unfortunately, they are not. Um, but when to use force and when not to, and what role does a teacher play in all of this? I'm going to get into the, t the teacher role in a minute, but first I want to spend a second on a couple of stories here that occurred with resource officers, both recently, two of them recently, and then one from the past. And again, how this can get really out of hand very, very quickly when, when resource officers aren't uh, I would say operating the way that they could because there are multiple options in a lot of different situations. So this first one is from a school district in Florida and uh, from Kissimmee, Florida in particular. And it says that the incident took place at Liberty High School in Osceola County. And the video was posted to Twitter and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's a bunch of students. I, of course, can't play the clip because there's really not a lot to hear. But there's a lot of students standing outside in the walkway of this school. Don't know if it's before school, after school, between class, whatever. But you see a resource officer come up to a female student, come up behind her. She's standing there. And then he just grabs her and throws her to the ground. She hits her head on the concrete, knocking her unconscious. In an instant, there's another resource officer right there, so now there's two of them. Uh, of course, they both have handcuffs, and then they start to cuff her, and then that's the end of the video. The question, of course, is this. What was happening before all of that, and then why was it necessary to rip the student to the ground uh, and throw them down on their face on the ground instead of just handcuffing them, Again, with two resource officers there while the, while the individual is still standing up and then remove that individual from the environment, take them away to wherever they need to go, question them, and then do whatever. So is that clearly unnecessary force? Yeah, it seems to be. Again, I'm not a police officer, but I've worked with school resource officers in the past before, and I've watched them very effectively uh, remove students from particular situations. And one of the physical moves that I've seen them do is they'll be very quick to handcuff. And I've even watched resource officers who are smaller handcuff larger students, uh, and some of which are fighting back and some which aren't, but they just know how to handle it and what to do. So they'll handcuff them, and then they basically meat hook them, where they grab, they'll, they'll, the resource officer will take their own dominant arm and sort of run it underneath the handcuffed arms of the other individual, lifting them up with their own elbow, and then grabbing them by the back of the shirt, and then leading them forward, um, and then taking them out of the situation as fast as possible. I've watched that happen, and it seems like a pretty decent strategy. However, in this case, 
it was evident that uh, the use of force was way too much. In another story, again, it was about 50 miles away from that particular Florida school, there was another very large female student who was apparently being violent with at least one other student in what looked like a cafeteria setting, uh, and another resource officer by himself who was smaller than the student got in between the female student and the male student and then stood maybe a yard or two away from the female student before tasing her in the chest, and then she fell to the ground as a result of being tased. And then people were screaming at the resource officer as to why he would do that. And then uh, she was promptly handcuffed and, uh, I suppose, taken away. Again, standing in between individuals first is a, is, is a, is a pretty safe bet. Uh, that no one's going to get hurt because what you're really doing is, is you're protecting the victim from the victimizer. So in that particular situation, again, calling for backup probably would have been the best solution for the resource officer at the time. Now, let's imagine that in that particular situation, or even in the first situation, uh, there were no resource officers and there were just teachers who were witnessing wrongdoing. In no situation should a teacher grab a student unless that student is somehow on top of or beating a victim. Because what you don't want to do as a school teacher is you don't want to be in a situation where you're watching a murder take place and you were standing there doing nothing. In fact, this is where it gets really, really hairy for a school teacher because if they do something correctly, they can still lose their jobs, and if they don't do anything, they can still lose their jobs. So it really is being stuck between a rock and a hard place. In the first situation with the female student who was just standing up and standing around some of her friends it looked like and maybe jawing or doing whatever she was doing, um, if, if an illegal act has taken place, the role of the teacher is to stay there. Most teachers, again, have their cell phones on them. So dial 911. I've always said that to teacher education students. When in doubt, dial 911. Don't leave the scene and then expect the right thing to happen when you leave the scene. You should stay there and then monitor what's going on. Dial 911 or call the main office if you can from your own cell phone, ask that the resource officer show up immediately, and then handle the situation. That's usually the best solution. Even if that were to happen within a classroom setting, that's usually the best solution. In the second situation, where it's happening in the cafeteria and the student's much, much larger than the resource officer, if that resource officer isn't there but a teacher is, the teacher still standing in between the two students is is a viable solution for the meantime. Um, hopefully, there's more adult supervision in the room than just one resource officer or just one teacher. Usually, in a cafeteria setting, there are lots of adults around who can separate students um, and and break them up if need be. But again, in those situations, standing in between two students and trying to do whatever you can to keep a particular student away from another student or, or again, potentially killing another student because it doesn't take much. Uh, one hit to the face, um, one fall to the ground is all it takes. You, you don't want to be the one that wasn't doing anything to help stop it. That's, that's really the worst case scenario, is if you're just standing there yelling, no, don't, quit. If you're doing that as a school teacher, you're not helping anything. So having quick access to a resource officer, again, is, is clearly the, the, the best solution 
Um, but I've worked with some very lazy resource officers in the past as well, and they're really ineffective. And they don't come when they're called, and uh, or they'll they'll walk and they'll stroll on down. Doesn't matter what's happening. So I've had police officers. Uh, I've dialed nine one one before countless times, as it turns out, and uh, and had police officers show up in in their automobiles to a scene of a crime faster than what a resource officer will show up to a classroom when the resource officer is in the very same school. So you can't rely on 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 them being logical all of the time. But uh, the point is, is that the role of the educator in any situation like that is to protect the innocent student from being hurt. And yes, the teacher should protect themselves as well. But um, to each to each their own in that particular situation because again if a teacher feels uncomfortable getting in between students um, then what's the what's the other you know what's likely to happen in that situation well if you're not in between the students then somebody's really going to get hurt and it's probably going to be the student who's being victimized in the first place so that's that whole take there's also available training depending on the school district that teachers can take where they become certified to learn how to take down particular students in a nonviolent way and then subdue them. If some teachers are interested in finding out about that training, I highly recommend that they that they learn a little bit about it. Maybe spend, it, usually it's a day or two of, of taking that training in order to do that. It's used as a last resort. It's not used as something that uh, you know, a student immediately gets out of hand in your classroom and it's time to put them in a cross-faced chicken wing. I mean, that's, you know, or a sharpshooter or a choke slam. I mean, that's not the, that's not the point. The point is, is that that kind of training is available and it can sort of be used to basically cover your backside in case you do find yourself in a situation where you have to defend yourself or defend your students. And then you have to get physical with a particular student because they're refusing to comply with verbal commands. Even if that's the case, always dial 911 first. Always get someone else coming to the scene immediately and never rely on another student to go get help from someone else. Don't look at a student and say, go get help from this teacher down here, whatever else. I mean, you can do that, but but don't expect speed or accuracy or even the right person to show up. You want the police there. You want to be on record as being as as having called the police in a situation like that, and uh, that's usually the best bet when when someone is being violent. I'm going to mention this last thing, and this is something again where you have to be very very careful, and it's and it's it's easy to become argumentative with a student, in particular if a student is being violent. But if a student is refusing to leave an area and that student is either saying inappropriate things to others or to you as a teacher or they're just refusing to leave a particular area when you've told them to or what have you, um, again, calling resource, a resource officer and having that student removed from that situation is always the best. Don't ever take that uh, on yourself to physically remove a student from a particular area. And I'll mention this one last situation too, and that's that uh, there was a situation uh, maybe two years ago of a student who was refusing to leave a classroom and they were still sitting in a seat. And some people may remember this particular story, but they were refusing to leave their desk. The teacher wanted them out of the classroom for being disruptive. They refused to leave. 
Um, they said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I get to stay here. And then they got lippy and then whatever else. The resource officer was called. The resource officer politely asked him to leave. They refused. Uh, they asked him again. They refused. And then they walked up to the student, ripped him out of the desk, threw him to the ground, arrested him, and then took them away. Uh, that resource officer lost his job, not just in the school, but with the police department. So again, if you're the resource officer in that situation and the individual refuses to get out of their desk or get out of their chair, I mean, I'm not a police officer, but it seems like you could cuff them while they're in their desk. seems like you could put their arms behind their back. They're resisting arrest at that point. So yes, if they are still resisting, then using physical force and bringing them to the ground would probably be the best situation. But the teacher in that particular situation did the right thing by not approaching the student. They stayed as far away from that student as possible. They stayed behind their own desk. They called the resource officer. So I applaud the teacher in that particular situation because they did what they were supposed to do. The resource officer used some, some uh, intense force, but, you know, it is what it is. So it's not always fair. It, it doesn't always seem right from the, from the outside looking in, but there's lots of different scenarios and lots of different avenues that can be taken, of course, when, when a student is uh, not complying or is actually being violent with, with, other, with other students. So essentially, again, if you're a teacher in a situation like this, just in summary, when in doubt, dial 911. Because the last thing that you want to do is you, want to, you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're putting your hands on a student and then that student turns on you, which has happened in many cases, or you find yourself becoming so angry and upset in the situation that you physically become aggressive and bring a student to the ground when, frankly, there were a thousand other options that you could have picked. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com, where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.